That's why you see a lot of doctors that will start, you know, uh, interesting medical device things that end up failing. Or you'll you'll see um, cooks that that love to cook a good filet mignon that will start a restaurant and the restaurant will fail. Uh, not all of them do, but but commonly they do, and it's because they didn't think about how all these things are going to go together. Welcome to the Boss Club Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you grow your business faster, more profitably, and with fewer mistakes. And now your hosts, David Grubbs and Charlie Gassmeyer. Welcome back to episode number 12 of the Boss Club Podcast. This is Charlie Gassmeyer, joined as always by my co-founder and co-host, David Grubbs. Uh, I want to start off with a story. A couple of weeks ago, I had a really, really interesting phone call that I, I think we can all benefit from here. He's a, a, a good, close friend that I used to work with back in corporate America, and we've kept in touch. I really look up to him a lot. And he was calling wanting to get uh, my idea on a business that he was wanting to start. And he's thinking about quitting his job to go start this company. So I said, hey, sure, let, let's hop on the phone. So he called me. And for probably about 30 minutes, he really explained the product of what he was wanting to go develop and who was going to develop for him and all the aspects of the product. And this is how it works. And this is why it works and all these things. And at the end of it, he said, so, so what do you think about my business idea? I said, well, you didn't really, I mean, I'd like to think I, I said it as cleverly as this. I didn't, but the gist of what I said was, well, you didn't really tell me about the business. You told me about the product. You're asking me about the business idea. And all you told me about was the product idea. So we can talk about your product idea, try to poke holes in it, see if, if maybe there's some assumptions here we need to tweak. But if you're asking me my opinion, whether or not you should quit your job, go raise money and go start this company, you have only solved one piece of that large puzzle as far as a company. And so kind of the, the and I'll tell you what some of the other pieces are, but but already the lesson here that I, that I walked away from that phone call really thinking, and I thought, man, I, I really want to share this uh, with the Boss Club community was I really encouraged him to think less like like a cook in a kitchen. Uh, you know, where a cook would be in a restaurant. And if you're going to be a restaurant owner, you actually have to think like an architect. So not just how do I go make the, the, the best filet mignon and then, and then sell that to people. No, you got to think, how do I actually put a restaurant together that does have the best filet mignon, but also knows how to get people in the door that is also profitable. It's sustainable. It's all of these things. And if you're only just product focused and as entrepreneurs, this is so many of us, we're so zoomed in on the product and we can, we can bet our entire life savings just on how, how, uh, in love with the product we are. But as, as entrepreneurs, we really, really have to think like an architect. So some other things I really encouraged uh, my friend to think about are things like, okay, we've, we've talked about the product, talked about that, you know, backwards and forwards, but then when you think about what's the monetization of that product, how are people going to pay for it? And then that also then impacts the financing of the business based on how you're monetizing this product. Are you going to need to raise money or, or are people paying you upfront for this thing to where it's actually going to fund the cash flows and the needs of the business? Uh, what's your goal for the business? Are you planning on exiting it one day? Because that's really going to change how you start things a as a whole. And when you're trying to raise money, you start telling people and investors, what's the exit plan? That's a huge part of it. We really encourage them to think about what's your distribution channel to, to all of your customers. And that kind of goes back and also impacts your, your, uh, your financial model um, based on the cash flows. Okay, you're gonna have to pay a bunch of marketing. It's basically all of these things. And the way that I like to think about it is kind of like one big circle. So if you start with your product idea, then you can move to marketing and distribution. Then you can move to kind of the cash flows of it. Then you can kind of move to the exit 
exit plan and how you run the business. And basically, you have to kind of go about this in a really circular motion. And if you're in our courses right now, you're watching me on video and I'm drawing circles with my finger to, to the screen here. But even over audio, just uh, just kind of go with me here. I think about it in a big circle. And as you put all of those things and you say, OK, our product will be this, our marketing will be this, our exit plan will be that. As you put all those in the circle, you'll realize, wait a second, those might not actually all support one another. And so you have to keep tweaking your assumptions about what your product is or how people pay for it or what the financial cash flows of it are going to be. You have to do that over and over and over until all of those things neatly line up. And I think that is how you play architect with a business, that before you even get going, you kind of know how all of this is going to play together. You can't totally know the future, but at least from, from your base assumptions, it's not just thinking, hey, I've got the coolest product in town. Let's quit our job and run a business based off of it. Let's let's actually be an architect of this business and architect, you know, this kind of deal put together deal, not meaning like a financial bargain, but like a, a deal just kind of meaning your overall uh, company offering and things. So I thought that was really enlightening. Hopefully I encouraged my friend Paul uh, in that and uh, I'm excited to see what he ends up doing. But thinking like an architect is so important. But David, uh, to kind of bring you into this, I, <laughs> I don't want to sound like I've got it all figured out or that, oh, you know, I have all this wisdom on it. I think I learned this from doing it the wrong way. And one of the times I did it the wrong way was actually with you. So maybe I'll blame you. But I think both of us were to blame. But we had started a company where we didn't really think like an architect and, and we had raised money even. Yeah. And one of our previous startups was Vendever, which was an e-commerce software platform to help small businesses sell their products online. And it was kind of funny because Charlie, you and I had gone and raised uh, a bunch of money from angel investors. And the following months after we did that, I remember literally spending days upon days in my apartment with you wireframing out our website or our mobile app and all the you know online application aspects of the business. And so we we're building software and we were working with our other co-founder who was actually coding and, and putting everything together. But we spent so much time, energy and just brain power on the application itself before we even started talking to customers. And that's certainly something we should have been doing at the same time, if not starting there. And so there are a lot of things about that business. I think it would have been more successful had we kind of had more of an architectural look upon the business itself instead of just being cooks in the kitchen all day long. So parts of that included, you know, our business model, how we were actually charging customers, how much we were charging customers, and kind of that overall offer. So what, what was the package we were offering them? Had we just made some tweaks there, I think the business probably would have been a little more successful. And then also just on the marketing and sales side, you know, what channels were we going to be using to find new customers and grow? And I think these were areas of the business that kind of got pushed to the wayside because we were spending day upon day just, you know, wireframing out all these different applications. And so anyway, the, we are definitely not uh, exempt from falling into this this problem. But uh, hopefully you can learn from our mistakes and uh, and avoid this yourself. So as you're thinking about your business and as you're working uh, to develop it over time, just just have a higher level view of, of what you're you're doing and realize your product or service itself is only one small piece of the overall puzzle. And so um, as you back up, you're going to realize there are other pieces that need to be assembled in order to, to build something beautiful and build something successful. And so having that viewpoint will make a, a tremendous difference in what you're doing, I think. And I was just thinking as you're talking here, David, you know what's, uh, what's so sneaky about this is that all the things we just mentioned, like you got to know your product, you got to have a marketing plan, you got to think about your fundraising. This probably isn't new to many entrepreneurs. And in fact, if you learn how to build um, 
a, uh, a business plan. It's going to have all of those things. And so you, you can actually walk into making this mistake thinking and being really confident that you're not actually making this mistake because you say, yeah, I've got a marketing plan. I've got a product. I've got all the things you're talking about here, Charlie. The problem is that I, I don't think it's taught enough or at all that in a business plan, all of those things actually have to gel together. They have to be cohesive. And so since, since we think about a, a business plan, being like, okay, what's your product? Cool. Let's type a ton of stuff about the product. What's your marketing plan? Okay. Well, let's set the product aside. Talk about the marketing plan. Okay. Set the marketing plan aside. Now let's talk about the financing. Like you actually do all of those things in silos, but then when you actually go play it out in the real world, and this is why we stress so much in our course to actually launch the business because it'll force you to do this. Once you go launch it in the real world, it, you'll quickly find out if all of those things go together. And you might realize, oh, wait a second, the way that I thought I was going to market my product, actually it costs a lot more than I thought it would. It doesn't bring um, money into the business as quickly as I thought it would. So it actually changes our financial model and our fundraising plans and the cash flow of the business and all these things like stuff starts to break because you didn't think about how all of those things are going to gel together. And so I just just wanted to kind of say that as a final warning here, even if you think you're thinking about this stuff, uh, you could still fall fall uh, you know victim to this if you don't actually think about how all of these things go together. That, that's why you see a lot of doctors that will start you know uh, interesting medical device things that end up failing, or you'll you'll see um, cooks that that love to cook a good filet mignon that will start a restaurant and the restaurant will fail. Uh, not all of them do, but but commonly they do, and it's because they didn't think about how all these things are going to go together. So it's so common, David and I. As, as he aptly put, are not exempt from this either. We have made this mistake, but it's because we've made this mistake that we can share this lesson that hopefully benefits you in your own business. So uh, as always, if you've got questions about this episode or um, questions about your own business or problems you're facing, you can always reach out to us at podcast at bossclub.com. You can shoot us an email there and we might feature you on an upcoming episode. So thanks for listening. I hope it's a blessing to you in your entrepreneurial journey and we'll see you next week. 